0: Well hello everybody and welcome to your favorite scuba diving podcast, Diver Debrief, your weekly plunge into the world of scuba, and like every other week we are brought to you by Waterfront Diving Center, Train Equip Explore, Vermont's diving headquarters, and this week for episode 6, it's hooray for Hollywood, scuba diving in the movies. And now it's time for Diver
1: Debrief.
0: Hello everybody, it's your host, Phil Peterson, your favorite scuba diving podcast, Diver Debrief. Your weekly plunge into the world of scuba. And this week is episode six. Hooray for Hollywood scuba diving in Film and next to me is our uh, my co host and diver extraordinaire Sheila Cooley.
2: What's up, divers?
0: And for our first segment, we're going to be focused on scuba diving movies, the top 10 scuba diving movies, according to Sport Diver Magazine, which is the official publication of PADI. What does that stand for, Sheila?
2: That's the Professional Association of Dive Instructors.
0: Right. And what is, what is PADI all about?
2: Oh, well, it's one of the certification agencies, there's many agencies. So, um, And they are probably the largest.
0: Right on. And so my uh, open water certification that I almost have is through NAWI, which is really cool stuff. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about this list of movies from this magazine. And I noticed on this list there are no shark movies.
2: Yeah, that is really curious. This is a diver's look Scuba diving movies. Um, And it is really curious that there's nothing to do with sharks on here.
0: I also noticed that in this list of movies, there's not a whole lot of like blockbuster big movie maker movies. I mean, this is definitely for the scuba divers, scuba, scuba diver.
2: Yeah, I think if you, the general um, gist of all these movies is that they're probably more accurate and more um, realistic To to scuba diving.
0: Right. Okay. And so what's our number 10 movie?
2: Well, number 10, we've got Sphere. Sphere. What's that about?
0: Well, you know, uh, we watched the trailer and it looks like some kind of like alien thriller movie. And it's got Dustin Hoffman. And it has, I think, Samuel Jackson in it. And they like go underwater to go check out some alien spacecraft. And- the funny thing about this movie is I did a little reading and Dustin Hoffman has a scene where he has to breathe off of, what do they call it, heliox or
2: mm-hmm. Helium, yeah.
0: Because they're so deep mm-hmm. and he has this like helium voice and people laugh. So it's like it was hard to take it seriously, even though it's accurate.
2: It's very accurate, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, Trimix divers will know that if they're talking, breathe on that, and then they try to talk, they get that uh, children high pitched voice. Yeah, the
0: Wizard of Oz Munchkin voice, or exactly, whatever. Exactly, exactly. And so people kind of laughed at that one, and but it didn't do as well in the theaters. But it' uh, pretty accurate as far as scuba diving goes. I really don't remember the movie very well. It's from like 1998. Um, so, what's our number nine movie? The Life Aquatic with
2: Steve Zissou.
0: Yeah, that's a great movie. Those this is were... a
2: Bill Murray movie, oh, right?
0: I think we should listen to a quick clip. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some Music <laughs> Okay, so Bill Murray is a pretty funny guy. (laughs) I love that scene, and and I wish that you could have a visual of this particular scene where he's like in his like really baby blue suit and he's like shaking his his booty a little bit, and (laughs) it's totally Bill Murray.
2: I mean, the movie itself is kind of absurd, but the the diving scenes aren't fanatic. They're not out there and kind of um, yeah. They're pretty realistic.
0: They're pretty realistic, but it is kind of a um, abstract film it's not exactly like i mean it's it's a comedy drama it's wes anderson it's all you need to say yeah yeah, that's all you need to say and the music in it is amazing
2: all right so number eight is into the blue
0: right and so
2: this is definitely not a blockbuster no
0: no i think that what i read about it is that basically um jessica alba isn't is is that is that who it is yep exactly she's in her So it's another- She gets high ratings there, for that. That's it. Like, <laughs> if you want to see her in her bikini- that's what makes this movie amazing. Apparently. There are
2: some really interesting free diving scenes in this movie. Yes, um, folks going down and doing the skin diving thing, and so that's actually pretty cool.
0: It's basically a remake of another movie on this list from 1977. That kind of maybe gives it away, but you know they find what something they're not supposed to find in the deep, and then like the gangsters are coming after them or whatever, and then there's like.
2: I think the lesson was if you find something in the Caribbean. That is illegal or not yours, report it to the <laughs> yeah, authorities, <I> right?
0: <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> exactly. But overall, and it had a huge budget. It's like a $50 million movie, and it did not, it didn't do very well. Okay. Uh, so what's number seven? Well, the on our next list? one,
2: this is a pretty famous movie. Yes, it is. The Frogman,
0: which is the first scuba diving uh film and it's from like 1951 so it's you know pretty shortly after world war ii uh the korean war was going on um and this idea of scuba diving was like brand new to the world and and this is probably people's first experience at seeing underwater footage and this was actually filmed before Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea which is like a super famous scuba diving mm-hmm. film but the acting is um I don't know like we watched some some of the footage in the trailer and and I know you were like oh it's not too bad but I don't know like the I mean it's 1951 Eh, I,
2: I was really impressed with the scenes. The underwater footage, underwater
0: footage is amazing. It's like, really that's incredible for, yeah. Super good.
2: for the time period. Yeah,
0: 1951 and they could have used better uh, fins though I think. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't moving very fast.
2: You're not very efficient. In no, world. not very We've efficient. We've had improvements in technology. Yeah, exactly. In our equipment. Yeah. Which we talked about. Yeah, we time. did.
0: Totally. So Let's What's see. number six? So
2: that was number seven. Number six, Thunderball. And also tied with for Your Eyes
0: Only. James Bond. Both James Bond movies. There's a lot of scuba diving in James Bond.
2: Like yes. scuba
0: diving in James Bond goes together like peanut butter and jelly.
2: Well, I mean, I say this all the time when I'm teaching my dry suit class is... Do you actually stay dry under there? I'm like, well, if James Bond can come out of a dive, uh, with his take off on. his suit, and then go into a formal yeah, dinner, this guy's tuxedo with on. his tux on, He's ready to go, then it's you know you can stay dry.
0: Every hair perfectly <laughs> in place, <laughs> shaking. I don't start. come
2: out of dives looking like that, but uh, mm, I don't know. Just, I kind of smell a little bit. Yeah. My hair's all disheveled. Well, you know, it happens.
0: I mean, you're, <laughs> you're locked into your dry suit; and nothing, and your sweat's not going anywhere. So Thunderball, I mean, it has some pretty famous scenes where um and i didn't underwater fight scenes underwater fight scenes really
2: really spectacular
0: now you were explaining this to me before you know the whole like somebody takes a knife and they cut the. well
2: that's a famous thing where they're wrestling underwater and they've got the um hose the the older style regulators
0: oh my gosh where you have to breathe in very hard yeah
2: they're not the most comfortable to breathe on we've definitely improved our technology there but uh, that they would always cut the side of the hose that's the exhaust. So in fact, the person is still breathing.
0: They can still breathe.
2: I mean, they might be getting a little water in there and a little less comfortable. But in fact, if they cut the other side, they would really be in trouble. So that that's a little like Hollywood trick.
0: And it looks cool.
2: Looks fantastic. It looks
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the idea of like shooting harpoons from super far away and like, oh, I got him. And no, no. you'd no. be within like six inches. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're not. You're not going to shoot a harpoon from like several yards away. And the and-
2: breath hold diving in that movie. I mean, it, James Bond could write a novel and- <laughs> he while he's totally holding his breath. I mean, he's under there so long. Oh my god!
0: That so for your eyes only, there's a famous scene where they get they're tied up. With the rope on the boat, and and the the girl looks at James Bond, Roger Moore, and she's like, "Are we finished?" He's like, "We're not done yet." And they get dragged by a boat <laughs> underwater, <laughs> underwater for like a really long time. The, the, the one thing I don't understand in a James Bond movie is why doesn't the bad guy just walk up to James Bond and just shoot him with a gun? You know, it's, it's not so exciting. I know, but like, why does it have to be these fantastic? All right, whatever. Anyways, we need to move on.
2: Well, I think one last thing about Jaws. I'm just and then,
0: uh, we're going to talk about James shark beams later, yes.
2: That, uh, is there, uh, there always is a pit of sharks.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, the sharks.
2: And we're going to talk about that more in our next segment. I
0: know, but like, okay, so. There's
2: always a pit of ravenous sharks.
0: Austin Powers, where are my <laughs> sharks with laser beams coming <laughs> out of their freaking heads? <laughs> <laughs> right okay.
2: kind of making fun of the James Bond well films. of course you know. and
0: making fun of shark movies at the same time
2: <laughs> I don't think fantastic. any
0: shark you, you get dunked into a tank with a bunch of sharks they're gonna be interested in eating you
2: I mean, maybe they haven't been fed in a while
0: that's possible alright what's the next uh, one okay on number
2: list? five this is Men of Honor also a really historical and really interesting movie
0: very interesting movie I like it it's a good movie I do think that it takes itself a little too seriously but I mean it's it's really accurate it's,
2: yeah I mean this is Cuba Go is a um, navy diver, yeah. and they, they you know they walk the bottom with the hard hats, and um, it, it, you know it's very dramatic,
0: super dramatic. Which is the movie? I mean, that's fine. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, but it's a military movie, and those tend to be a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, um, but it's a really interesting how this um,
0: black soldier was able to become a, a hard hat diver, and, and it's based on a true story. And maybe see a quick clip from that.
2: Diving is the most dangerous job in the nation. If it's lost underwater, the Navy diver finds it. If it's sunk, he brings it up. If he's lucky, he'll die young, 200 feet beneath the waves. For well, that is the closest he will ever get to being a hero. My name is Master Chief Billy Sunday, and I am God. Ah, get up there,
0: come on! Oh, so serious, <laughs> so serious. But it is it is a good movie. I
2: mean, Dustin Hoffman's in that.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Robert De Niro.
2: Oh, sorry, Robert De Niro. Yeah, thank you.
0: you. you yeah, I mean they, they kind of sound alike. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's in Sphere. That was oh, at the beginning of list. That's the beginning of list. Yeah, it's okay. Robert De Niro is he's a really good actor. He's been in everything. My gosh.
2: All right, number four. Yes,
0: The Deep. Yeah, The Deep, which from 1977, it's got Nick Nolte in it, Louis Gossett Jr., and I think oh, what's her? Cate Blanchett is like the love interest, and then uh, Eli Wallach's in it. So this is an all star cast yeah and but really like into the blue is is the movie that was at number eight is a remake of this movie the deep and it's the same thing it's the same movie
2: they they found um what drugs Morph- right morphine in you know, world war and ii gold. wreck
0: morphine and gold and so like Louis gossett jr he plays this gangster in i think it's like jamaica or the bahamas or caribbean or wherever it is and it's it's just like a whole and then of course the sharks the sharks, okay? And poor Kate Blanchett is in this scuba diving outfit that is like, that's a little unfair. That's a little cold.
2: Well, it's definitely not giving her the thermal protection she needs. Yeah,
0: she has like a pretty decent top on, but, you know, just like the bikini bottom and... You were saying that that was kind of a popular look for.
2: That is the look from definitely from the 70s and 80s. There was a lot of. Um, and I think maybe. A lot we, of cold
0: but, lady scuba divers.
2: Yeah, but we looked good, you know? And, and that's the, it. And, that's the important part. And there was. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> was there's else. actually been a throwback recently with women's wetsuits kind of getting a belt and kind of accentuating the female figure more, sure. um, not really about functionality or, or some of the you know the utility of it.
0: It's all about style. It's all about you style. Gotta look, uh, you got to look. You uh, got to look. I
2: think that you can have both. That's my goal.
0: All right. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, maybe I should get like a form fitting, I mean, male accentuation. Yeah, that doesn't with, happen so much. Yeah, it to doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't
2: really but,
0: care. Yeah, this is, this is true. So The Deep, that's an okay movie. It, I, it's good for a one-time watch. But um, definitely way better than the remake of it, which is Into the Blue, um, which is number eight. So what's the next one? All right. So we're in
2: the top three now. So number three is The Abyss.
0: (sighs) Good movie. Solid movie. I know you haven't seen it.
2: I Yeah, I've I've actually purposely not seen it because it's been recommended to me many times.
0: (laughs) I have some quibbles with it in that, you know, they're on this diving platform that's like in The Abyss. That's like, I don't know, like 800 feet or something under the surface of the water and and they're all just like living in this diving this uh drill platform eating they can taste food there's no helium everything's fine and not so realistic not so realistic but it's a movie and you know they they have to make it in such a way that you know there's a story there the diving is super accurate the equipment is super accurate and how they made the movie is really fascinating james cameron they actually used an abandoned nuclear power plant that never got used. So they used the cooling tower um, as, the, as the film set. And and it's amazing. Like everyone had to learn how to scuba dive. Um, and it's it's a really good movie. I, I would recommend it. It's a great movie. It definitely – I'm not going to give anything away. No spoilers here. But it kind of takes um, a bit of a right turn at the end of the movie that you're like, wait, what? what? What just happened to this movie? It uh, It just kind of goes like it's going one way and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, hey, what, what just happened here?
2: Okay, you've piqued my interest. Maybe I'll have to see it. You're
0: going to have to see it. All it's right. a good movie.
2: All right, so number two, The Big Blue.
0: Yes. And this actually isn't a scuba diving movie. Well, it's a free diving movie and it was super popular in Europe, especially in France. It was in theaters in France for over a year. Right. Freediving
2: diving has been big in Europe for a long time. Italy, France, Spain, they've, Portugal—they've really um, taken to this sport. It's a
0: big deal in in Europe, and so what happened is is it was it was released in America, and the it, the edit was just totally hacked. It was mm. horrible, horribly edited. Not well put together and it just – it was kind of a bomb in America, but it's its gaining in popularity and – but it's super accurate with freediving. You know, it's got this – you call it the sled?
2: Yeah. Where it's a weighted um- – you know that takes the divers down to pretty incredible depths, and then they they come back up with a balloon.
0: No thanks. Yeah, I'm no, good. it's pretty serious. I'm good. I'm sport. good. I don't need to.
2: Free diving without the sled is becoming more popular in the U.S. Actually, it's a growing sport, which is pretty exciting. I'm very interested in it.
0: I, I'm not interested. I don't. I'm interested in watching somebody else do it because I just <laughs> no thanks. So number one.
2: Of course, number one, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah, We've all heard of it. On. We've all seen it.
0: Captain Nemo. <laughs> you know, was it Kirk Douglas? He's the lead in that movie, and he's got he's doing the guitar thing, and you got uh, the guy that plays Igor. What's his name? Peter uh, Benchley. No, no, Peter. Oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but a great movie, and the you know this is now the Frogman may have come before it in terms of scuba diving footage. But 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea put it, like, into... Like another another realm. This
2: became it was a pop movie. I mean, huge. uh, You know, it was everyone saw it. It was a timely piece, and it really uh, it created the image of scuba diving in a lot of people's minds.
0: Absolutely, and it was the first live action movie for Disney, Mm. and so you know Disney went from just doing the animation stuff to this live action stuff and created a whole other wing for for Disney. Um, And it came came out in like 1954. So classic movie, classic stuff, and I think we're gonna wrap up our list right now. And I think let's let's go out with some twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Maybe Kirk Douglas can sing us out.
3: Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads—a whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale, and it's all true—I swear by my tattoo. There was Mermaid Minnie, met her down in Madagascar. She would kiss me. Any time that I would ask her then One evening her flame of love blew out Blow me down and pick me up She swapped me for a trout Got a whale of a tail to tell A whale of a tail or two got the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon about A whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo There was Typhoon Tessie Met her on the coast of Java When we kissed I Bubbled up like molten lava Then she gave me the scare of my young life blow me down and pick me up she was the captain's wife God a whale of a tail you tell of a tail or two by the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above a whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo
2: Alright, so that was the top ten scuba diving movies voted on by scuba divers uh, and now we're going to hear from a diver Stephanie Farrell is the queen of Waterfront Diving Center and she's going to give us her thoughts on scuba diving in Hollywood And why she carries a knife. No,
0: I don't. Oh, here I am at Waterfront Diving Center, and I'm with Steph Farrell, and she's allowing me to work with her today while the UVM checkout dives are taking place right off Perkins Pier. And we're talking about, hooray for Hollywood, scuba in the movies. Steph, what do you think about scuba in the movies?
1: I think it's exaggerated and a little fake. Well, of
0: course. But I mean, it's the movies. It's the movies. Right. So like that's what that's what they're supposed to do. But too often people kind of take movies as like the news or something.
1: Yes. And then I think of Sea Hunt. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Sea Hunt. And, And maybe you think Jonathan Eddy, the owner of Waterfront Diving Center, he may have a little Mike Nelson in him.
1: I don't know who Mike Nelson is. He's the <laughs>
0: he's the character in Sea Hunt. Okay, he's, I
1: don't know. I've seen it, but I don't know, like, their names.
0: Well, that's the guy. That's that's the Sea Hunt guy. Is, okay.
1: okay, is the guy. And yes, I do. But Jonathan loved Sea Hunt when he was little. That's why he wanted to get into diving.
0: So it's an interesting little dichotomy here where these movies, the TV shows, they get people into it. It's like an appetizer to get you interested in scuba diving. But,
1: but it is, glorifies. Yeah, it's not real. I mean, are you gonna be underwater and need a seven-inch knife to <laughs> cut your octopus's leg off of your, or yeah, tentacle off of your leg?
0: Happens to me all the time. It's like in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea when you have the killer squid that's as big as the uh, as the boat.
1: Totally. Or a shark comes out of nowhere and you need... No, that's not really what scuba divers need a knife for.
0: It is an interesting thing that people do. They go, oh, it's the movies. It's just, it's fake and it's not real. But we all kind of fall into that. Well, did you see it in this one movie?
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies where...
0: Well, what I mean, to me, like, Jaws is the first one that comes to mind. And yeah. we're doing an entire segment on Jaws for sure. But, I mean, like, what is, like, the other big scuba films, scuba diving movies that you can think of?
1: Um, open Water, I think it was yeah, called, right. where the two divers got left behind on the dive boat. And so, Which
0: is scary to think about and is possible, I guess.
1: Yep, for sure. We had a bunch of people after that movie came out that came in here and was like, what can I buy so that, you know, this doesn't happen to me? Well, that
0: is kind of... I mean, that to me is is a little bit more of a realistic scary thought than like...
1: Sea monsters. Or Jaws. Or Jaws. Because Shark is
0: not coming after you.
1: Yeah. I I wouldn't... I mean, I would think you would get maybe left behind on a dive trip, charter boat, than being eaten by a giant great white shark.
0: Or being stalked. I mean, we're going to talk about Jaws, obviously, in our next segment, but like Jaws 3 which is Jaws 3D, and Louis mm. Lewis Gossett Jr. is in his control booth, and the shark literally is crashing through the window, the observation window to attack everyone inside of the the observation room or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Not happening. Not happening. I don't think it's happening. No. No.
0: That is, that is frightening, the open water thing, like you, you go out on this dive. And I'll tell you right now, if you ever go diving with Sheila Cooley, don't worry. You will not get left behind.
1: Good, good. I'm gonna go diving with her next time, just in case.
0: I would say she's like, um, she's boss, haas in yeah. charge, totally. Yeah.
1: she is boss. Shot. Tra- Wait, yeah, what would no, you say? Boss, haas. Totally, she's in charge. <laughs> she she's is like, in charge.
0: Like, her watch out, like, just she <laughs> knows what's going on, and like, just yeah, I'm, I trust her immensely.
1: I also don't know if I've been diving before. I'm trying to think of if I've ever been diving someplace <laughs> where I legit cannot see land that I might be able to swim to if I got left behind.
0: Right, or like, you know, you've been diving and you see this squad of frogmen coming after you like in James Bond movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never happened to me either.
0: No, that's not no. going to be happening. No, I just don't happen. see it. So anyways, this is this is just a quick little discussion about scuba films. Any, anything else that you'd like to add to this discussion, Steph?
1: No. <laughs> okay,
0: that's good. So we're going to go into some little, like, I think we're going to hear a little Jaws music. And uh, here it is. back. Song from Jaws, the movie. It's pretty scary stuff. Two notes. That's it. Do-do-do. I used to do that to my sisters when we would go swimming in, in a lake in, in southern Minnesota. And as soon as I did that, they'd be like, <laughs> Oh, stop, Philip. Why do you do that, Philip? Don't do that. And it's like, you're in a lake in southern Minnesota. <laughs> it's Lake Francis near Elysian, Minnesota. There's, There's, no, no, sharks. Sharks. There's no sharks. There's no sharks. There's no sharks. You, you may get bit by a sunfish. And it's not going to do anything. There's no great white white in Lake Francis. Anyways, Stephanie Farrell, amazing.
2: She's she's the queen of the dive shop.
0: She's She's entertainment. She's taught
2: me everything I know. Don't talk, Jonathan.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No one no one will hear this at all. So it doesn't matter. So this segment is dedicated to the almighty shark movie and boy oh boy folks is there a whole mess of shark movies and i mean there's pro there's hundreds
2: there's an entire genre oh right and so i guess we're not really interested in so much of the shark movies what we're looking at is the impact of those shark movies on scuba diving yeah because
0: if we started talking about like shark movies we'd be here forever i mean obviously we're going to touch on jaws the 1975 film classic but, you know, I came across a list on a blog. It's called The Fisheries Blog, and it's maintained by somebody named Abigail Lynch. And so there's a list, top 10 things more more likely than a shark attack. So this, these are things that are more likely to happen to you than a shark attack. And uh, number number one on the list, it's kind of like number 10 really, is being accepted at Harvard.
2: <laughs>
0: so you're more likely to go to Harvard than be attacked by a shark. Um, the next thing on the list, number two... Is being born with extra fingers or toes. So you're more likely to have extra fingers or toes. Right. Okay. The next one is catching a foul ball. Um, That
2: doesn't seem all that unlikely, but I don't know. I'm not very good at baseball.
0: But it's more likely than being (laughs) attacked by a shark. Uh, Living to 100 years old. That's more likely. Um, Being injured by a toilet.
2: That one just cracks me Yeah, up.
0: Being injured by a toilet is more likely than it being attacked <laughs> by a shark. I
2: don't even want to know, actually. I don't
0: want to know. I admit, slip and fall? I don't know. Um, maybe it's dropped on your head. You fall in? Yeah. <laughs> um, making a hole in one. It's more likely oh. for you to make a hole in one than being attacked by for a shark. For all
2: you golfers out there.
0: <laughs> okay, this one kind of blows my mind, and it's like only number seven here. Being hit by a comet or an asteroid.
2: Is more common.
0: Is more likely, likely than being attacked by a shark. Like, what? Um. Okay. Number eight, having conjoined twins. That's pretty rare.
2: That's very rare.
0: But it's more likely. I mean,
2: twins are rare to begin with, and then conjoined twins. Yeah.
0: Getting struck by lightning, and then the last on the list is being dealt a royal flush in poker. So the likelihood of being attacked by a shark is pretty low.
2: Actually, we have the numbers on that, right? There's about a hundred, seventy to a hundred shark attacks annually worldwide. Everywhere. 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 And everywhere. About 5 to 15 of those result in death.
0: I think I read on some statistical data sheet that more people are killed by snails every year than they are by sharks.
2: Or falling out of a bed or chair.
0: Yeah. So, like, folks, all right, just relax. If you're in a lake in Minnesota, you're not going to get attacked (laughs) by a shark.
2: Or even if you're in the ocean
0: in Florida. You're not going to keep It's not going to. You're not going to get attacked by a shark. It's just not going to happen.
2: Most scuba divers, I think, now realize or understand that you're quite lucky if you see a shark. It's actually a really exciting opportunity, um, but there are those that really are scared of them. Um, and I saw it. I saw it when I was guiding in the Philippines.
0: And I would ask. Was there a direct correlation of this fear and the shark movies?
2: Right. So there's this myth that the year after Jaws came out, there was a sharp decline in two things: scuba diving certifications and beach going. Yes. And I, the beach going thing, I believe, is true. Um, for for
0: somewhat, it was. I think not as much as people like to think that it is. But people
2: were scared to go to the water, to the beaches, and
0: and. But Maybe I think people still. Yeah, people still went though. People still went right, the,
2: and actually, this myth about certifications—they're actually saying there was the decline started the year before Jaws right. due to the oil crisis.
0: So it had more to do with the oil crisis than Jaws.
2: And it was an economy problem. There's, you know, well, less the, cash. People well, the less oil. Money.
0: Yeah, the oil uh, crisis was legit. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a major problem. Yeah. Um. So. What about the fear of sharks? I mean, is that a legitimate thing, though? I mean, should people be afraid of sharks?
2: Well, I mean, people are afraid of a lot of things. Yes. Um I guess it's how do you let it prevent you from doing things, like really cool things like scuba diving um, and going to see fish. Um, like I said, divers generally feel that it's you're really lucky to see a shark. Most of the sharks you see are reef sharks, so they're – Um, you know, they they are in the shallow waters. They're not the deep pelagic, um,
0: sharks. And those are usually the sharks you see in the James Bond movie with lasers on their heads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know, um, like I said, when I was a dive master and doing the shark dive almost every day, um, people would ask, you know, has anyone been bit? And really interesting is those sharks were coming into a reef. From the pelagic water, from the deep blue water, to come in to get cleaned at a cleaning station. Right. By, and it was a symbiotic relationship fish. that the fish would clean them, clean, eat the parasites off them, and then the sharks wouldn't knew, eat them. Wouldn't eat them. It was an agreement. <laughs> they, it wasn't signed or anything, but you know they knew.
0: Well, you're going to clean me off. I won't eat you. I won't eat you. That's nice.
2: So the sharks weren't coming in to feed. They were coming in to be cleaned. It was like a little car wash, a shark wash.
0: Right, shark you know, wash for these uh, thresher thresher yeah, sharks. Thresher sharks, big eyed right. threshers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Very, you know. So no, no, one, no one was ever attacked, and re- uh, really unlikely that they would be because this is we're just going to observe them in their natural habitat doing their their
0: routine. And you got to see this like every day for a year and a half. Yeah, amazing. So
2: it was amazing. It was, it was a lot so, of work involved. So though.
0: fortunate. <laughs> but so now that brings me to the other side of the coin. Were there so we're talking about Jaws and the negative effects? Mm-hmm. Were there positive effects?
2: That's an interesting question. Um, you know, we we've talked to some folks, we've re- done some reading, and it seems we did that a little
0: research th-
2: there wasn't a lot of interest in sharks, pro or con, before Jaws. Yes, no people weren't afraid of them. People actually thought they were kind of a nuisance because they would eat the bait fish for fishermen, and so they kind of just got in the way. They're not a food, big food item for most people. So. Right. Um, they were just kind of um, off the radar of uh, the populace.
0: Nobody really thought about it.
2: No one really thought about them. Now, yes, there is a negative connotation with sharks, but there's also a lot of interest in sharks. People right. want to understand them, and we really don't. Excuse me, don't know that much about them.
0: Right, right. That that's true. And so after this movie, there was a sharp increase in in pe- research funding. Well, shark scientists, but in scientists in general, yep. people saw this one character played by Richard Dreyfus as this, like, fascinating – this is a career. This is a potential job. I could become a scientist, do research, figure things out, and, and analyze. Um, and that's – you know, I think that maybe that's a positive benefit. Having said that, you know, watching the Jaws movie, I think that that character increases the level of fear, my opinion – because of legitimacy. You have mm. a scientist that's saying this, this is a scary thing. Mm. So that, that maybe increases the legitimacy of that. Now, Jaws is, a, I mean, it's an amazing movie. It is a super amazing movie. And it's an amazing movie for a variety of reasons. It, I mean, in reality, it should be kind of a B movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a shark attack movie. You know, most shark attack movies in that genre are B movies.
2: I mean, Sharknado has not had the impact oh, that Jaws has had.
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Sharknado. Now they have like, they're making Sharknado 3 or something. Holy smokes, um, and maybe, but they went a little crazy with the Jaws movies, too. There was like Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws 4, Jaws, the, the Revenge. I mean, it got a little bit out of control, and it became B-movies, but the first Jaws is a classic, and it is a really good movie because of, well, first of all, it was made by Steven Spielberg.
2: Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and, and excellent acting.
0: Richard Dreyfuss, um, he's amazing in that movie. And oh I forget who plays the oh the the chief of police. He's also in a bunch of other he's in a TV show too, uh Sequest DSV. Anyways, Robert Shaw's in it, he's amazing as uh Quint, mm-hmm. the uh you know, the old sailor who's hunting the shark. For ten thousand dollars, you get the head, the fin, the whole thing, right? And it's some classic lines in that movie. You're gonna need a bigger boat, and mm-hmm. the cinematography in that movie is amazing. The underwater, like scuba filming, so it it is an amazing movie. And um, but that's Jaws. So Jaws had some positive impacts, negative impacts. I uh, I think you, we were talking before that the
2: anticipation of the shark in that movie was actually scarier. Than the shark
0: itself. Absolutely. Because the the mechanism, the robot, they didn't plan it this way. The robot itself that was the shark, it didn't work. It was broken all the time. It was broken a lot. And so what they wound up doing is they're like, well, we just won't show it. <laughs> so three quarters of the movie, you're like, where's the shark?
2: So it's the music and the dorsal fin.
0: Right. And the dorsal fin. Exactly. And then when you do see the shark at the end of the movie, it's like, holy smokes, it's amazing. All right, anyways, we have had a very long discussion today. I think we've covered this topic, Stem to Stern. What do you think? Hey, (laughs) dude. I think we're out of gas. I think it's time for us to go up. This is Philip Peterson reminding you to have your tanks inspected once a year and be a good dive buddy.